Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey everybody, it's Andre Cherry, your host of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I want to welcome you in to another exciting episode of the show. We are in season four. College football will be here soon enough. In the meantime, while we're waiting for college football to officially kick off, we've had some crazy developments, some huge developments within college football as it pertains to the name, image, likeness of college athletes. So every NCAA athlete in this country will now be able to make money from endorsements and through other ventures that they see fit starting yesterday. I'm recording this episode on July 2nd. So on July 1st, 2021, the NCAA, their board of directors, they decided to officially suspend the organization's rules prohibiting athletes from selling the rights to their names, image, and likeness. So we'll call it NIL. This new rule represents a shift in the association's definition of amateurism. And so the NCAA has long held that these athletes cannot profit off of their own name, image, and likeness. And so this was a huge, huge development that came just this past week, allowing athletes to now have that right to make money off of their own name, image, and likeness. There's a statement that NCAA President Mark Emmert said in a statement, and I quote, This is an important day for college athletes since they are now able to take advantage of name, image, and likeness opportunities. With a variety of state laws adopted across the country, we will continue to work with Congress to develop a solution that will provide clarity on a national level. The current environment, both legal and legislative, prevents us from providing a more permanent solution and the level of detail student athletes deserve. End quote. So this decision was a long time in the making. It comes after several years of debate and conversation and just one day before laws will go into effect in more than a dozen states that will make it legal for schools to follow the long-standing NCAA rules that have until this week prohibited athletes from making money. The NCAA rules that prevent schools from paying players directly still remain intact. So the board directed schools to make sure that payments to athletes are not expressly for their athletic achievements and to ensure that no payments are used as recruiting measures or a way to recruit athletes to schools. This is a huge development and these new rules, they'll allow athletes to profit by monetizing social media accounts. So we're talking like YouTube or Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, They can sign autographs, teaching camps or lessons, starting their own business and participating in advertising campaigns among many other ventures that are out there. So athletes will be allowed to sign with agents or other representatives to help them acquire endorsement deals. This is big time development. This is huge. Some opportunities will be restricted, but the restrictions will vary based on state laws and policies created by individual schools. For example, some but not all state laws prohibit athletes from endorsing alcohol, tobacco, or gambling products. 
Some but not all laws prohibit athletes from using their school's logos or other copyright material in endorsements. And that that piece I just read to you came from ESPN. And so this is not uncommon from what we see in the NFL. Typically when you see NFL players representing a, a brand or you see them on a commercial selling a product, they usually don't have the NFL logo or the, the team that they play for in that ad. Uh, usually they may have the same color scheme or a variation of the colors of the team that they play for, but you usually don't see the NFL players endorsing any product with the team logo on it. This is kind of cool though, because I can already picture in my mind situations where we'll see college athletes signing autographs at trading card stores or at the mall, just out, you know, making public appearances. You know, we'll hear them on the radio They'll have probably their own little radio spot every now and then. Like I'm already picturing in my mind what it could look like for these athletes in terms of endorsement deals and opportunities for them to promote themselves. Certainly with these younger kids and these younger this younger generation, they're already pretty good at navigating social media. And maybe that's too much credit, but they know how to use social media. And so hopefully they are able to use it to their best advantage. It'd be really cool if schools and if programs around the country help these kids uh, with their brand, I think that could be one benefit of, of you know the recruiting model as we move forward is that these programs across the country will have the right people in place to kind of help support these, these athletes. I just read to you that athletes are able to now have agents. So certainly they'll be getting help outside the program. But if these programs play it right, they could also benefit from this this new development with name image likeness and i, I think it could only help help their program in the long run I, I don't think it's a negative per se but i will be interested to see how the ncaa and athletes are able to to do this we've never had this before in college, college athletics so i'm just curious how this will work what does it look like and so I'm sure there may be some initial pains of getting this set up and some, and it just won't be a smooth process, is it, I guess what I'm trying to say. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how this will evolve over time. But it, it is pretty interesting that former athletes have spoken out about these college athletes having the right to, to profit off of their own name, image, and likeness. I mean, there are some names that pop into my head. I think I've heard Corn Robinson. He was a old school wide receiver with NC State back in the early 2000s. I think even Johnny Manziel has talked about this in the past about players being able to profit off their own name, image, and likeness. And so there have been proponents out there for this for a while, for years. But then it, it feels like the NCAA only reacted to all of that after the Supreme Court opinion on the NCAA's business model. It kind of forced them to do this. You know, shout out to the Supreme Court for giving their opinion on this. And I think it just truly opened the door for players to now be able to profit off their own name, image, and likeness. So if you don't know, the Supreme Court ruled against the NCAA in a major antitrust case and it left the industry more susceptible to litigation. So the Supreme Court ruled unanimously against the NCAA in an antitrust case, which opened the door for these changes within college sports. And the opinion in NCAA 
versus Alston was authored by Justice Neil M. Gorsuch, who outlined the court's rationale in declining to accede to the NCAA's request for immunity from normal operation of the antitrust laws. The harshest critique of the NCAA came from Justice Brett Kavanaugh. He called the ruling an important and overdue course correction before unleashing a series of attacks on longstanding NCAA tactics and and their model. And he said, and I quote, Nowhere else in America can business get away with agreeing not to pay their workers a fair market rate on the theory that their product is defined by not paying their workers a fair market rate, Kavanaugh wrote. And under ordinary principles of antitrust law, it is not evident why college sports should be any different. The NCAA is not above the law. And I'll read that again. The NCAA is not above the law. End quote. So Kavanaugh just ripped the NCAA a new one with what he just wrote there. And that decision, which I said was unanimous by the Supreme Court, the highest court in America, they they ruled on this and they vote, voted unanimously, 9-0. And Brett Kavanaugh, you heard his statement there. The NCAA is not above the law. Kavanaugh went on to call them. He said he cannot disguise the reality. The NCAA's business model would be flatly illegal in almost any other industry in America. And then he went on to say, and I quote, all of the restaurants in a region cannot come together to cut cooks wages on the theory that customers prefer to eat from low paid cooks. Law firms cannot conspire to cabin lawyers salaries in the name of providing legal services out of a love of the law. Hospitals cannot agree to cap nurses income in order to create a purer form of helping the sick. News organizations cannot join forces to curtail pay to reporters to preserve a tradition of public-minded journalism. Movie studios cannot collude to slash benefits to camera crews to kindle a spirit of amateurism in Hollywood. Price-fixing labor is price-fixing labor, and price-fixing labor is ordinarily a textbook antitrust problem because it extinguishes the free market in which individuals can otherwise obtain fair compensation for their work. Current NCAA model is suppressing the pay of student athletes who collectively generate billions of dollars, billions with a B, in revenues for colleges every year, Kavanaugh wrote. Those enormous sums of money flow to seemingly everyone except the student athletes, college presidents, athletic directors, coaches, conference commissioners, and NCAA executives take in six and seven figure salaries. Colleges build lavish new facilities. But the student athletes who generate the revenues, many of whom are African-American and from lower income backgrounds, end up with little or nothing. That is some really, really strong words from Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, There's more here. And let's see here. Let me see if I can find anything else that really sticks out to me. Uh, Kavanaugh offered schools and student athletes could potentially engage in collective bargaining or seek some other negotiated agreement to provide student athletes a fairer share of the revenues that they generate for their colleges, akin to how professional football and basketball players have negotiated for a share of league revenues. So perhaps this opens the door for a union. You know, if they do it right, both can benefit from this. There's a lot of money to be made with the NCAA and athletes. So it's not, I don't think this is a negative. I just think college athletes are finally getting a piece of the pie. They're finally able to sit at the table. They're finally able to profit off their own 
name, image, and likeness. And I think there's a way to do this in a way that the NCAA can also continue profiting. And I think it's I think it's a wonderful thing, to be honest, if I'm being honest. I think it is. Kavanaugh went on to say, the important traditions that have become part of the fabric of America cannot justify the NCAA's decision to build a massive money-raising enterprise on the backs of student-athletes who are not fairly compensated. End quote. There'll be folks out there on social media, and I'll read you some tweets because I'm sure they will be funny and entertaining, if nothing else. But the argument that college athletes get a free room and board and tuition to school, while the programs, chancellors, presidents, everybody associated with college athletics making millions, and you're telling me that these players should be happy with that because they get a free education and they get free room and board. I think that's a little silly because college athletes, they can't have jobs. They can't work regular jobs. And if I'm, an, if I'm a regular student, which I was, I was able to hold multiple jobs. I was able to make money. You know, I'm not limited in making money as just a regular student with college athletes, they should feel some form of gratitude. They should be appreciative of the fact that they get a free education, yet they're bringing in millions of dollars for a program and can't see a penny of that. I think that's unfair. And I think that's so archaic in thinking that these kids should be appreciative and should be grateful for that opportunity when the truth of the matter is some of these kids are coming from impoverished communities. They're poor. They're black. They don't have any other opportunity to make money and you have a limited window. You have a limited window to make that money. And if you are a great college athlete, why not try to use your name, image, and likeness to make that money while you can? Because there's no guarantee that you'll hit pay dirt in the in the pros in whatever sport you play. But while while you're hot and while you've got enough capital, social capital to make some money right now when you can. Why not try to use it? Because we see YouTubers, you know, high school kids or kids that are college age make money on YouTube and they're able to use their name, image, and likeness to make money. Why can't these players have that same opportunity in whatever sport they play? I think it's, uh, I think it makes things fair for sure, but I don't think this would have come. I most certainly know this wouldn't have come from the NCAA unless the Supreme Court had ruled on it and Justice Brett Kavanaugh provided some really harsh criticisms on the NCAA's model. So I I think this was a huge, huge opportunity. It's a huge moment in college sports, and I'm really excited to see how it will evolve over time. But with that, I'm going to take a quick timeout, a short break. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'll see you on the other side of this break. Want to know what life is really like after the game is all over? Real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on After Orange Slices. Even if you don't like sports, pro athletes, former college stars, celebrities, coaches, public speakers, doctors, and all kinds of experts – 
join the show, and there's a little bit of something for everybody. Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration, plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Mike here, a friend from the podcast of Chibli's Playground. It's a podcast about board games, pasta, and a whole lot of fun. You can find out about sweet new games that are coming out, sweet old games that have been out for a while, and the best favorites. Who knows? Someone might even get a golden hoodie. Matt, tell them where you can find them. Uh, you can find us at uh, Cheebly's Podcast at Twitter and Instagram. And also you can find us on uh, Cheebly'sPlayground.com. Wow, you guys nailed it. Good job, good job. Ah! Nailed it! Yeah. I got an IMDb page, so... Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. So, we talked about the historic development in regards to name, image, and likeness for college athletes in all NCAA, in all sports, all levels. And so the response on social media certainly has been varied. I want to read you some tweets that I found pretty interesting. So this is from Black Lives Matters. After Supreme Court ruling, collegiate athletes as of today can profit from their likeness. Black athletes in particular have made their schools and the NCAA millions of dollars without proper compensation for too long Black athletes are not NCAA property. Excited to see y'all thrive. Front office sports. We have our first NCAA dog deal. Arkansas wide receiver Trey Knox and his Husky Blue have inked a deal with PetSmart. I've always been proud to be an Arkansas football player, but I'm just as proud to be a dog dad. And that quote came from Trey Knox. So that was huge. And as I'm recording this episode, I did just come across a tweet from Philip Lewis who said, Masterpiece son, an incoming college hoop star, signs $2 million deal a day after the NCAA announced they'll allow athletes to make dough off their image and likeness. This is crazy. And this comes from TMZ. So TMZ Sports. It says, Masterpiece son, Hersey Miller, isn't wasting any time. Because the incoming college freshman hoop star tells us he just signed a multi-million dollar deal. One, I didn't even know Master P had any more kids. That's crazy. He's got a college-age son. TMZ Sports caught up with P and 19-year-old Hersey in Beverly Hills the day after the NCAA announced they'll allow athletes to make dough off their image and likeness. It was a $2 million deal. It's incredible. This is going to change the way college athletes want to stay in school, P says. So that came from Master P. That's crazy. Remember, a few months back, Master P told us he lined up this deal and was just waiting patiently for the regulations to change. So, you know, California allowed the or opened the door for this. They were, I think, the first state to allow college athletes to be able to profit from their name, image, and likeness, which eventually opened up the door for the other states and the Supreme Court ruling. And so he, he probably is not lying. He probably was working on this deal. For his son, and Master P is a a really sharp businessman. I'm looking at the tweet now in the video from TMZ Sports. Master P is in a a very sharp suit, sunglasses. He looks good. And he's got his 19-year-old son next to him, Hersey Miller, with a shirt that says, God is real. And, you know, they're just probably talking about the fact that they inked this deal and that God is good because that is a whole lot of money. $2 million for a 19-year-old kid. Man, I, this is going to be some crazy times, and I'm I'm excited to see how it really shakes out for these athletes. Because I mean, that's 
That's money that could change your life, that could change your family's life. And why not have the ability to do that for your family? You know, and while you have this limited window where you're a superstar and your your name carries a lot of social weight and a lot of a lot of pool and you, you have that marketability to you, why not do it? And I'm thinking back to some of the historic players within all all of college sports that probably missed out on the opportunity. I'm so I'm thinking like Johnny Manziel, I'm thinking Michael Vick, I'm thinking the the fighting Illini from like back in uh what was it? Oh five when they had that historic run, like D Brown, all those guys, Luther Head. Um, I mean there there are some players that could have really profited. Even at Illinois State where I went to school, Osiris Eldridge. I mean he could have be the sponsor for Avantes or or, you know, uh, State Farm locally doing some State Farm commercials or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's crazy that these players now have the opportunity to make that money and change their lives. And I just hope they capitalize on it. And I hope they are able to manage it in the right way because, you know, trying to manage that without direction, you could probably stumble and get lost. You could lose your money. Um, but I think it's a positive. I think it's a good thing. And I just am looking forward to seeing how it will play out. So that was a huge development that just broke while I was recording this episode. That is outstanding. That's fascinating. $2 million for a 19-year-old basketball player, that's life-changing money. That's, I can't even imagine. And then there was also a tweet from at Ed underscore Jones 2, student athletes, today is an exciting day. Here are some NIL tips for you. One, disclose agreements to your compliance department. Two, Research the company you're working with. Three, read the contract. They are negotiable. Four, have full knowledge of how you'll get paid. Five, create consistent content. Six, understand the commitment you've agreed to. Seven, be patient. Don't rush into anything. Eight, companies are strategic. How will you bring exposure to their product? And nine, all money ain't good money. And ain't that the truth? So that was pretty interesting to see that on social media, just some steps that student athletes can try to follow when they're navigating this landscape now that has changed dramatically, seemingly overnight. And so it it will be interesting to see how college athletes will navigate this new world and how the NCAA will navigate this new world together, to be honest. I mean, they're going to have to do this together. My good friend, Ace Football Analytics, he said, Can't wait till Alabama football starting defensive tackle and two starting DBs tell Coach Saban they got to leave practice early every Thursday for their weekly appearance at the local barbecue joint. There are going to be some crazy stories in NCAA football this year, and I'm here for all of it. So he has a hilarious gif here as well of the New Day uh, eating some popcorn and just making a mess of it because they are here for the show. And so I'll be here for the show as well. I mean, this is going to be exciting new world that we're all navigating through. I mean, I'm not navigating through it, but I'll be watching it. And I'm excited to see how it shakes out. There have also been some other tweets on Twitter as well. Uh, Let's see. Here's another one from somebody on Twitter. It sounds good on paper, but now they will break the rules stating I didn't know I was doing wrong. It's just opening the door for violations. Uh, let's see. This is not going to end well. They just started down the slippery slope. I just don't see them being student athletes in a few years. I'm in Big Ten country, 
and I'm a huge Big Ten fan, but brand recognition will be the only thing drawing kids to schools now. It is already, but damn. And that came from Cornelius Weems. Uh, let's see. Somebody else said, amazing how the conversation changes when you say name, image, and likeness, paying mostly black athletes, sure as hell wasn't getting us anywhere. Let's see. Is the NCAA football coming back? And they're talking about the video game. And another person subtweeted that saying, at this rate, the NCAA won't be coming back. I'm assuming they were talking about the game, but maybe they weren't. Uh, let's see if there's some other good tweets here. Great. Now do back pay for those that have lost scholarships for accepting money for food, basic essentials, etc. Let's see. Somebody else said, these kids aren't allowed to use university logos or trademarks in advertising, and they will be investigating high-profile players for signs of pay for play. So, and then somebody else said, the only positive of this is NCAA football video game. For every other reason, this is terrible. Somebody else said, doubtful. Now EA would have to negotiate with every individual athlete instead of just the NCAA for licensing their rights. Don't expect any new NCAA games in the near future. I mean, pay the kids, man. The NCAA football makes makes a ton of money. They can afford to pay student athletes. I don't know. That's not a. I don't think that's a big deal. But uh, yeah, I mean, you go on Twitter, you can find all this stuff out there. It's it's really fascinating. It's really interesting to see kind of what the reaction has been to this historic development in regards to name, image, and likeness, and the fact that student athletes can now profit off their own name, image, and likeness. Something else that came up that was pretty interesting was the fact that Reggie Bush tweeted out as well. And Reggie Bush really wants to get his Heisman Trophy back. If you follow that story and and know what's kind of going on there, Reggie Bush had received improper benefits during his time, I think his senior year playing college football. And so as a result, he had to vacate the... The NCAA vacated some games for U, for USC, and they also, uh, Reggie Bush handed back or gave back his Heisman Trophy because of the improprieties that he had received as a student athlete. So that was, and that was, what, like a decade ago? I, I, can't, I can't place when that actually happened, but Reggie Bush gave it back, and so now Reggie Bush is saying, I want my Heisman Trophy back. And so do you think that he deserves it back? I mean, the fact that he received money doesn't take away the fact that he was playing the game at a high level, worked hard to earn the Heisman Trophy, to earn that right to have it. He had just accepted money. So he did break the rules because at that time, you know, you couldn't profit off your own name, image, image and likeness. So he broke the rules that were in place. But now that the NCAA is suspending their stance on that and allowing players to profit should Reggie Bush be able to have his Heisman Trophy back that he had earned after the 2005 season, I want to say it was. And Reggie Bush's statement that he posted on Twitter, over the last few months on multiple occasions, my team and I have reached out to both the NCAA and the Heisman Trust in regard to the reinstatement of my college records and the return of my Heisman. We'll have multiple messages for Michael Comerford, the president of the Heisman Trust, but instead received a call from Rob Whalen, the executive director who stated that Mr. Comerford would not be calling us back and that in any event, they could not help us. 
We reached out to the NCAA on multiple occasions and received no help or got no responses at all. It is my strong belief that I won the Heisman Trophy solely due to my hard work and dedication on the football field, and it is also my firm belief that the record should be reinstated. And there have been a lot of people, uh, a lot of celebrities, a lot of former athletes that have weighed in on that and also voiced their support for Reggie Bush in, in earning or in getting that Heisman Trophy back. Some of those tweets were, and I'll read those to you all, Desmond Howard said in all caps, free Reggie's Heisman. We also have other folks saying, give it back. Maybe the best college running back in my lifetime. Give him his effing Heisman back. We all remember he was that dude in 2005. One of, if not the greatest to come out of Dago, especially Helix. Greatest college player of all time to do the right thing. So do the right thing, NCAA. Uh, let's see. 100% agree with Reggie Bush. Give Reggie his Heisman back. And while you're at it, give Don McPherson the one he should have won. <laughs> I mean, it, there's uh, there's conversation here. and it, I, I retweeted his original post from Reggie Bush when he gave his statement. I mean, he, he's not wrong there. I mean, he, he definitely earned it, but he did break the rules. So, I mean, there's an argument there, but in my mind even though you took it away, doesn't take away the fact that in my mind, he won the Heisman Trophy that year over Vince Young. He earned it. He is one of the greatest college football players I've ever seen on TV. I wish I had the chance to have seen him play in person, but nothing will ever take away the fact that he won the Heisman that year. And so he should have it. I mean, he technically won it. Give it back to him. That's my opinion. And if you are against that, I would love to hear your opinion on that uh there's there is somebody on twitter here jay white he said breaking rules have consequences as they should it doesn't matter if the rules were bad then or not if they weren't enforced college football would turn into the mlb with everyone trying to cheat the system some way or another i mean i'll hear you out if you know he did break the rules and so they took the trophy away but i'm just saying give it back they're now saying that this archaic system that they've had in place for decades is now suspended they're now going to allow players to profit off their own name image and likeness why not just give that trophy back to reggie bush he's always going to be the heisman trophy winner in my in my opinion so i think it's only right to just give it back to him and honestly they should give it back to him because i want to see him on the heisman house commercials for toyota i think there's some there's some good ones uh, within the heisman house some of those commercials are kind of kind of bad but there are some that are better than others and you know why not have heisman trophy winner reggie bush be a part of the toyota toyota heisman house commercials for this fall that would be a treat to see but that was all that i had for this episode just wanted to talk through this new development with name image and likeness it's huge a huge development for college athletes within all of ncaa and so i just wanted to share what that development was with you all i wanted to share my opinions and thoughts on that i think it's a good thing and i think they'll need to work work it out certainly as they get it set up but i think if they do it right there is a lot of money to be made here for everybody involved everybody can get a piece of the pie everybody can get their money and hopefully we move towards a more fair system within college sports but I'm sure there's certainly more work that needs to be done and can be done. 
But those are my opinions. Those are my thoughts. Thank you for listening to this episode. What are your thoughts about the decision? I would love to hear them. Hit me up on Twitter. You can email me. Reach out. I'm, I'm out here. And I would love to have a conversation with you and um, just talk about it. But thank you for listening to the episode. I appreciate it. And until next time, take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Wash your feet. And just be good to one another. And I will be back fairly soon here. I want to release my predictions for this upcoming college football season. So that should be coming out on the next podcast or next series of podcasts. So please be on the lookout for that. I'm excited for college football to return. I hope you are too. Can't wait to talk to you. Take care, everybody. Peace. Have a great 4th of July holiday as well. Take care, y'all. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Picking Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickingsports.com. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.